Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure legal filler in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. And the good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it, keep it a beast on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat, take offense. Take offense, judged by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry, right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble, checking in on this Thursday, Thursday, Thursday for the Lord, Thursday. No, you better be. Yep. We back. We back, Dice. Uh, appreciate you uh, rocking with me every morning, Dice. But God is uh, putting together uh, something amazing. Uh, so I'm excited for everything that God's getting ready to do. But I just want to shout you out. Just thank you for everything you do. I want to say that publicly. Um, we need more of this, um, you know, amongst um, believers and also amongst, you know, just businesses and organizations. We, we, we know it's supposed to be business as usual, but it's all right to shout out people who do mm-hmm. positive things and do exceptionally well things and dice does our job well but no man it's, it's trust me it's, it's fun stuff it's just an honor it's a great get to do so i'm just glad to your point it's a good season it's exciting so it's just nice to see god doing some fun stuff i mean he be doing stuff but it's nice to be a part of the fun because <laughs> this is definitely a lot of fun so mm-hmm. i love it absolutely yeah. it's uh it's uh you know the the the, the ninth of uh, February, Dice, we are, uh, you know, still early in uh, Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And so many just good things are going. And, you know, I mm-hmm. told you I feel a certain type of way. I know we give out these Black History facts and uh, say these different things for Black History. But I, I feel a certain way. I just feel like Black people are dope every single day. Mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, uh, we fought for this month for it to be honored to all of the people that came before us that you know did everything amazing but i just feel like we dope all year round i feel like we and why and why they give us the shortest month i don't know pray for me guys why did they give us the shortest month i'm going well, i mean you do know we be turning all the way up so <laughs> so they they, they want to keep that we, it, yeah, yeah. give them that we small little up. window huh just give yeah, them that nah, small yeah. little window you to turn all the way up can't give us, don't give us nothing listen we, we take everything and make it better take everything yes make it better i mean and it's no disrespect to anybody but i just think we've had so many years of having to think outside of the box using the little we have and then turning that into something so our level of creativity is always on 10 we're always thinking uh, about how to do something differently and it's just in us so yeah if they give us more days we're gonna come up with more ways to <laughs> to show up so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's what we do that's what we know for that's why everybody wants to have, you know, one of us as a friend. I mean, I'm just keeping it at a thousand. Like, we keep stuff exciting. We keep stuff exciting. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I told a story at work, and I, I know we got to, uh, you know, cut this. But uh, one of the guys was talking about lips one day, and I said. What you mean, talking about was, lips? Wait a minute. Yeah, hold yeah, on, wait a lips. minute. Well, what had happened was his son yeah. did the Kim Kardashian challenge. So, you know, these kids are on TikTok. So one of my homeboys, his son, he was like, I was so mad at my son. We had to spend like hours upon hours trying to get his lip to uh, go back from being swole, right? So these kids have these, it's just a challenge that was running on TikTok to make your lips bigger or whatever. And, um, and I, and I laughed and I said, man, not in a thousand years would I think I'd be sitting here listening to somebody who doesn't look like me being frustrated about their kids trying to make their lips big. I said, I remember when I was growing up, these lips were embarrassing. 
you know, because people talked about your big nose, they talked about your big lips, like it was something to be ashamed of. I said, and I get a kick out of the fact now that people are going to pay thousands and thousands of dollars a week just to get their lips to look like mine. Like, you know, and I said, I would never would have thought that that's how the tides would turn. But I said, I'm so happy and grateful that God just gave me, he gave me the, uh, the soup coolers. Okay. It's my soup coolers, girl. Soup coolers, okay. Soup coolers. So it was just—it's just nice to be in an era where I think Black people are more appreciated for our features. So for me, that was my whole story. Was like, yeah, it's it's different now. We're valued a little bit differently, and other people try to show up and look like us. And it's—I would—I never would have thought that in a million years when I was little and a little boy was talking trash about me, about my nose and my lips and everything so big. And uh, I'm pretty sure his wife probably pays to get her lips look, look like this now. But that's another story. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that's funny that you, you know, you, you shared that story. I've, Thanks for I've, sharing I've that shared story. It. Hey, this is the struggle of the black people, and people don't talk about this stuff. Like, yeah. man, listen. Hey, y'all been talking so much trash. Now, y'all trying pray to pray do... for me hey, because hey, if that would have been me, I would have beat him. Turning. Up. Pray for Chaz me. Turning. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you keep on pushing. I had a little boy uh, spit on me when I was in kindergarten. Uh, when I was what? The bus, called me the N word. Yeah, he waited till I was going down the steps. You know how you turn the corner from that last little seat. Trust me, he was not at the bus stop the next day, nor on the bus. But the point is, like, we have had to go through so much as a race, but we are always expected to keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? We're always expected to stay in line. People are always offended when we show up and we got an attitude. But it's like, man. These are simple, basic things that uh, uncontrollables. You know what I'm saying? These, like we're just born in this body. We don't get to control what it looks like. Right. You get what you you get what you get. You know. But some people have this level of disrespect where they're just oh because you don't look like me. So I hate it. It's like okay, okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like I think the world now has a better view of us, and I love I love the era that we're in. Like there's definitely a pride going around right now, and. I'm happy about that. Like we fought through a lot. We're the sweetest race. I say it all the time. Like we accept everything and everybody. There's no other race that accepts what we accept. I can go to any hood right now. We've accepted every other race. Ain't no other hood you can go to that accepts us like that. Not That's nan real. one. Not nan one. So I'm like, you know, give us our props. Yes. Spend the next 20, 20 days. Like what do black people really be putting up with? Yeah. That's what we put up with. We got to accept everything. So, and we do it kindly. You know, somebody, grandma always taking in somebody. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's my grandbaby. Don't you, don't you put your hands on my grandbaby. You know, like we love everything. We love every. I mean, this is just what we do. I mean, I don't know. We're just super loving. So I hate that the, the picture has been painted sometimes that we're not that loving because we really, truly are. That's good. Really, truly are. So that's anyway. good. Once again, you're tuned into The Fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music. That keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, uh, we have another uh, fun pack folk show for you guys today. Listen, we uh, got a exclusive spiritual detox today with our sis, uh, Miss Tiffany. She's a multi-award-winning Christian hip-hop artist. She's an actress. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur. Listen, she do a little bit at all. She's been around for a little bit, so we're going to get her on the line. And talk about everything dope she has going on. You might have seen her uh, on uh, the hit show uh, Empire. Um, and she's been in other, you know, roles and movies and stuff. But listen, she got new music out right now. And uh, she's working on a new project. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be very excited to talk with her. We also have another Real Talk conversation. Mm. And Dice is still giving you this work. This has been one of them weeks where Dice has been giving you that this work. Way. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Dice, on this Real Talk? Well, I just want to give like 10 tips to, uh, you know, help you to, you know, build your character. You know, let's do Some, that. Something, something like that. Something, something really like that. Something like that. Something real simple. You know, it's character building time. Yeah, let's get it together. Let's, let's get it together. Let's get it together. <laughs> Listen, you know, let, let, let's get it together. We let's got music together. on the way, and we coming right back. Let's get to some, uh, yep, some no big deal. Uh, we got some Scooty Wop this morning. Uh, we also got some, uh, yep, let's get some Trey Lewis and some Paris Careers. Uh, but right now, yeah, let's get into it. Yep, let's get into our brother. Uh, 
I'm, I'm gonna play my brother. Yeah, you know what? Oh, yeah, do we want to go there? there? No, oh, we are gonna go here. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm digging let's in crates because I, I want to play some old stuff. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm playing some more Uncle Reese. Let's play some more Uncle Reese this morning. I'm on my Uncle Reese this week. Uh, keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And listen, it's that time. It's time for our spiritual detox. Uh, you know, we love to uh, highlight, uh, you know, movers and shakers in the kingdom, athletes, artists, entertainers, producers, anybody. Um, this is the, when they get a chance to come on and share their faith story and everything uh, dope they have going. And listen, Dice, we got a special one today, don't we? Yeah, you do. I'm like, where you know her from? You don't know her. <laughs> So, but she's here, so I'm excited. So, obviously, somebody knew somebody, and uh, I'm just pumped that obviously we have a female on the show. So, um, yeah, this is it's fun when we had the ladies on here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, this is good, man. Y'all are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we but have on a, this day. Yeah, on this day, we do have a, a kingdom <laughs> lady on the line with us. Um, yeah. she's a super talented, not only just artist, but she's an actress, um, she's mm-hmm. a you know, a entrepreneur. Um, she's done a little bit of everything. She's been in conversations for Stella Awards, uh, everything you can think of. And she's a, you know, a vet in the game, I would like to say. I love people who have been around um, and know the business side as well as the ministry side. So, listen, we're going to have some real talk today. If y'all wasn't ready, y'all might as well buckle up. Because, listen, yeah. I, wa- I want to introduce our sis, Miss Tiffany. What's going on? What's going on? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Come on down. The pleasure is all ours, Tiff. So, yeah, absolutely. The pleasure is all ours. And uh, we, we, first, you know, we usually ask if you can share a little bit of your faith journey with the people. Maybe how you develop your relationship with Christ first, and uh, let's let, let's talk about that. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think the first time I remember praying, I was about three. And I won't go into too much detail about the uh, particular situation, but there was a, a traumatic experience. Um, and I remember my mom used to pray with me all the time and she, you know, started me out with Psalms 23 from a very young age. And so uh, there was something that occurred that was violent uh, that occurred in front of me uh, on that day. And I remember praying out loud to God and not knowing that that's what I was doing. But in hindsight, I remember that. So I've always had this relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that that was developed, you know, because of my mother's relationship. And so then I started to build my own. When I was 15, um, I went to her, told her that I wanted to be baptized. And so that was something that was not projected or pressed upon me. But it was something that I wanted to do at that point in my life and in my journey uh, here on this earth. And uh, by the time I hit 18, I started professionally recording, have been writing, you know, little raps and rhymes since I was 11. Uh, poetry since I was seven, you know, I always wanted to be a published author. And so uh, by the time I hit 18, I was recording in the studio. I was secular at the time. And then a couple years after that, I was in this group with a couple guys. Uh, when I was 20, I was a junior psychology major at Tulu College, which is located in Mississippi. And um, shout out to the HBCUs, JSU. And so uh, I was in a car accident. I was riding with the guys. We had just recorded a song earlier that week. We were at a barbecue. It was Easter Sunday. We were going to go get uh, some copies of the CD, burn them, and bring them back to, you know, give them out to some folks. And so we did that. And on the way back, went ahead, you know, here comes a car and boom, you know what I mean? And so we never made it back. I ended up in the hospital in the intensive care unit. Um, declared clinically brain dead with a severe traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury. So uh, I remember praying to God at that time, uh, right before the car hit uh, and collided with us. And so what happened is it hit the vehicle that uh, that we were in and I was sitting behind the driver. We were in a Jeep and it started to flip. Of course, I was unconscious at that time. I think I became unconscious upon the first impact. And I was told that after the Jeep flipped a couple of times and when it landed back down on the street, it landed on my side too. And so it's four of us in there. I'm the only female in the car, it's four of us. And I'm the only one who gets injured. The only one who was sober, you know what I mean? The only one probably that was calling on the Lord's name at the time uh, when I saw it happening. But I knew it was coming. You know, and God had shown me some things and prepared me 
Uh, and so I'm just thankful to be here because he restored me. He healed me. He brought me out of that. And so there's no way that I was going to go back uh, and use my gift in the way in which I had been using it prior to the experience and prior to the accident. And so I stopped writing altogether. And then nine years later, I was sitting in the car, sitting in the parking lot of the Salvation Army. My sons were in uh, the after school program there. And I remember looking up to the sky and praying, you know, to God and asking God what he would have me do. Because I didn't feel fulfilled. I had done everything that the doctor said that I would not be able to do. Mm. And I had went on to get my bachelor's and my master's degree. Um, you know, my grandmother had just passed and stuff. And so I had a lot of free time on my hand, or at least I felt like. And I just was like, Lord, I've done, you know, pretty much everything that society says that we should have done by this age and your college, you know, marriage, all of that stuff, children, working full time. What is what else is there to this life? And I heard his voice say, you know, you're going to start back rapping. And I'm like, this is the devil talking to me. I thought I heard. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I heard from God. <laughs> I thought I heard from God. So what's really going on? And he continued to speak to me. And he said, this time, I'm going I'm to send you to the nations. I'm going to, you're going to spread the message of Jesus, you know, through rap. You're going to spread the gospel. And I'm like, what? This is a thing. I never heard of it before. So God really, truly called me. I never saw a gospel rapper, had never heard of a gospel rapper. Didn't know it was a genre of culture. I didn't know anything about CHH at the time or nothing like that. And um, I was obedient. You know what I mean? We had a conversation that day. We pray, I prayed about some stuff. I asked for some things. If you're calling me to this and, you know, if, if this is what you truly wanted me to do, then you got to lead the way and guide the way. And he started to just show me. Man, that that's uh, that's an incredible story. First of all, thank you for sharing that. And uh, that's, that's wild. I have a question. Um, like after you had your car accident, like, how was your heart towards God? Like, did anything change? Because, like you said, you know, I was the only one sober. I'm the only girl in the car. I'm the only one that was hurt in this way. Like, you know, like, were you okay? Or or did you have to do some work to kind of get, you know, yourself back into communication, you know? Definitely had to do some work. I realized and I knew that I was not the same person. Um, wanted to be. At least I thought at that time. Now, thinking back, I'm glad for it all, you know, um, counted all joy and all things work together for the good. But, yeah, I knew that I was different. See, I I was an avid avid reader, um, straight A student. You know what I mean? Um, Just a visionary. You know, I had a photographic memory. And then so now I have this brain injury. And it's hard for me to communicate because people are looking at me. Look. I had no scratches, nothing. There was no internal, I mean, no external injuries. Everything was internal. So looking at me on the outside, nobody could tell that I had been through this thing, you know, and on the up here, I'm dealing with it. And I know that I'm different. And my family's looking at me and they just glad that I'm still here. And I, I still look good. I'm still looking the same, but up in here, I'm just like, this ain't, this, this is not all right. And this is not all right because it's not the same Tiffany, but I got to try to still put that same Tiffany on for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pulling with something and I don't know if anybody could do anything about it, you know? And so um, God has been so good to me that he really rewired everything. And I had to learn different things in different ways. And so now I feel like, you know, I be on top of game. I ask Miss Tiffany, how you get all that done and how you do all that? Well, guess what? <laughs> Once you learn how to overcompensate for something, yeah. um, and, and and you know, make sure that you're being proactive and taking care of this X Y Z. Listen, you won't miss a beat because I I didn't want to seem weak. I didn't want to seem like um, I was needy or that I had these voids and I don't like asking for help. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I wanted to do it on my own. And I realized I just had to work even harder, um, mm. you know, to get things done. Like simple things like going to the store and remembering a few items. You know, so I have to make a list. Never had to do that, you know. Now I don't do it, but. No. I, I, got, Google, I got Google alerts. I got no. Google alerts. I, listen, I hear what you said, Miss Tip, but I got Google like, alerts. The Lord is good. Please remind me because I sure forgot about you, Pim, and I wasn't going to even get on that call. <laughs> Oh so, man! 
So <laughs> listen, I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's so yeah. powerful for you just sharing that testimony on how just God just healed you, restored you. But were there moments after you were restored and you got your health back and, and you went through everything you had to go through in that process? Was there any type of mental health uh, uh, therapy that you may have to just go to from just, you know, being in uh, depressed states or anything? Were there moments where you felt depressed or not really? That, I, don't, I wouldn't um, call it a depression, but a uh, transition or transformation is how I would label it because I was transforming into someone else. I remember mm-hmm. when I came home from the hospital and I would lay in the bed. And every time when I would try to pray, you know, say my prayers or whatever, I kept hearing um, heavenly language. And I knew nobody in my house ever spoke in tongues. And what's amazing is, is that when they put me in the ambulance, they said I was fighting the paramedics and I was speaking in tongues at the same time. Had never done it in my whole life, ever. And I did not grow up in a household or a church where that was done. My first experience that I had was a friend of mine. I was in the fifth grade uh, and my cousin was best friends with her. And we went to spend the night at her house and her mother was like Pentecostal or Kojic or something. And she was praying in tongues, but that's the only time that I had ever experienced somebody doing it. And so I had no inkling of any of that. But every time I would lay down and try, you know, uh, pray to God and everything, just like how I'm talking to you right now, it would take over. And so I just started to, you know what I'm saying? I just followed the spirit, you know, and that's how they went. But no, there was no mental uh, issues or anything going on. I got cleared to go back to college. I had to go. I did have to go and uh, be evaluated by a neuropsychiatrist because of brain injury and everything. And so here's the kicker right here. Let me tell you what the smart 20 year old Tiffany did. What you do? I can't try this at home, though. I'll tell you what the smart 20-year-old Tiffany did. I was so sharp that I did remember in one of my psychology books, y'all know about standardized tests and all of that stuff and how they make those things. They test people in other areas of the country in various regions, and then everybody across the nation has to take this standardized test, right, and supposedly be able to, you know, know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember that there was a part of the book, and it had a picture in it, and it was talking about how some children that live in different climates or different regions that have different types of weather uh, may have different experiences. And so if kids that stay in New York, New Jersey, where it snows, if there's snow on top of the roof, then you know what this white substance is on top of the roof. But if you live in a state in the South, deep South, where it really does not snow and you show the kids there that same picture, they may say something different or they may not know what it is. You know, mm-hmm. they haven't saw it, what have you. And so... I got to the neuropsychiatrist and uh, we were having this evaluation and this was going to determine if I was going to go back to college, if it, you know, for the next semester. And so this was huge for me because I was the first in my family to go and I wanted, mm. I was trying to break the cycle, you know, and set the path for my younger cousins and everything coming up and for my brother. And so no way nobody was going to evaluate me and say that I could not go back to school, right? Because that was my safe haven. That was my thing. That was, those were my goals. This is my life. And so when they started asking me some of the questions, I was answering them. And then when it came down to certain ones and I'm thinking in my mind, this is so simple. I know what this is, but, you know, for whatever reason, the word can come out of these people going to take this little kindergarten stuff and use it against me. And so this is what I told them. I was like, hey, I didn't know what this was before the car accident, before the brain injury. I didn't know what it was. And they had to accept that answer, even though I knew, I know what this was, just couldn't say it. And so I told them, I didn't know what it was before. So how are you going to evaluate me on something that I never knew? You know, and so that's how I got through it. But I went back, went back to school, honey. I didn't miss a beat. We were straight A's again. Never stopped. But that's smart though, ain't it? <laughs> that's very clever. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's good though. I don't know. Snow. I'm from California. Why I know about some snow? That's right. That's <laughs> what right. Is that? I didn't know that, that was good. Well, I didn't know that before. Mm, I remember that I didn't know that. <laughs> I remember I did not know. That's a good answer. That was a good answer. That's hilarious. Listen, DJ Focus, <laughs> nice gamble. Uh, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming back with more from Miss Tiffany. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. 
Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. Listen, we have the super talented um, actress, author, you know, just super talented artist, uh, Miss Tiffany, on the line with us. So let's talk about it. Um, listen, you've you've had a great career, Miss Tiffany. You've done a little bit of everything. Um, you know, first, you know, when you started to, you know, record, make the good quality Christian hip hop music, start getting recognized. I know you were, you know, you performed on the Bobby Jones television show. Um, you started building up a big buzz. You know, I'm pretty mm. sure after that. Um, walk us through just how you felt for just people appreciating you as an artist. Um, we know you have the stellar nominations. You have Grammy nominations. Like, mm-hmm. what, what what did that feel like? Because I know that had to be like something kind of surreal in a sense right or was it just normal for you um i believe receiving accolades has always been a normal thing for me just because i was used to doing it on the academic side anyway um so it's not when i get awards and stuff like that i'm thankful i'm grateful for them but i've been used to you know kind of getting stuff my whole life you know what i mean um but i'm thankful for the support i'm thankful for the relationships that i've been able to build the network that i've been able to build and um, people wanting to be a part of the journey and connecting me, you know, to the next phase, like, uh, hands down, you know, social media has been an, an intricate and very vital part of, um, me getting, you know, to the next place. Cause I get a chance to meet people from all over, you know, who look and see some of the work that I've done and say, Hey, well, I know that this is going on. And so this will be great for her. Let's see if she's available. And, you know, she wants to be a part of this or whatever, mm-hmm. how we can make it happen. And I'm very appreciative, you know, for that. And so, Make you be on the phone a lot and probably more often than I would love to be. But it is what it is. Because for a very long time, I managed my my own career, you know, for nine years. And I'm just now starting the 10th year. And so um, just starting to relinquish some of the duties and, you know, spread them out to different folks or whatever and and, um, and build a team. But it's been a one woman Mm -hmm. show. God is still has been good. So, so you know, walk us through. You know, you being able to be a super, super talented artist. How did you even get introduced, or even want to do like modeling and acting? So my mom used to take photos of me all the time when I was growing up, and she would take change outfits like three or four times a day, and we would go, you know, various spots, whatever, and take these pictures. <laughs> so did you say like, three, four times a day? Let's go, mom. Yeah, we used Let's to do it all the time. And I, I guess she saw something back then. And um, anyway, so how it happened on this side of things is I went to Atlanta, shot a video for I Ain't Preaching to the Choir. While I was there, makeup artist thought that I had some great features. She had a shoot going on for her makeup work, and she asked me to be one of the models. And so I did it before I came back home. And um, she really stirred the gifts, you know, it had been lying dormant. And so I decided to, you know, I, I can make myself more marketable if I started doing some commercial print. And when I released that video and some of the images from it, some of the photographers here in Jackson started to reach out to me, connecting me mm-hmm. with boutique who needed models. Uh, and so I wanted to be able to do it, but I knew I needed to build a portfolio. So here's the catch. We just exchanged gifts, right? We bartered our gifts and services to one another. So the boutique would have, you know, the clothing and the accessories. I bring my size shoes. I come with hair and makeup done. They're paying for the photographer. I get the photos. They get to use the photos as well to promote the clothes. But I'm building my portfolio at the same time. So I was shooting with one of the photographers downtown Jackson. And he was like, hey, I know you're doing the music and the modeling. These people just continue to start gifts and open doors. But have you ever thought about acting? You look really great on frame. And he was like, yeah, I know I got a couple people, you know, put you in some situations or whatever, but you got to submit it on your own and see what happens. And so he sent me some instructions. I follow him. The next day I got a call uh, from a casting agency for Queen Sugar, uh, which comes on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And so um, the next thing I know, the next day after that, I was I was on the set. And I went back the next week. Uh, I had released the video. And then I get a call from someone who was doing some recruiting for Dr. Bobby Jones. So they had never got a female rapper on the show. Would I, you know, come and be the first? And so I said yes. And I went up and did that. Along the way, somehow, a uh, casting director, uh, a casting owner, a casting agency owner, contacted me and said that the directors of Empire saw some glam photos of me and they wanted to know if, you know, I would be interested in coming up for a particular, you know, for a feature role. So I was like, yeah, because it's crazy. In 2015, now go back to mama and the things that she can see. 2015, my mother called me during season one of Empire and she was like, it's this show on Fox and 
starring Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson. And, you know, it's about music and they, they you know, own a record label and you should watch it sometimes because you may learn some things about the industry that might help you out with your career. Like, oh, okay. Because I don't want, I don't watch TV like that. And so the next week, the second episode came on, she called me again and she was like, did you get a chance to catch Empire? And I was like, no, I hadn't watched it yet. Third week, did you get a chance to watch Empire? She would call every time it went off, right? And wow. I was like, no, I still didn't watch it, you know? And so I said, I tell you what, because it's something about this show and she really wants me to watch it. So that Saturday, I binge watched the first three episodes of season one, fell in love with the storyline, the characters and everything. And I had this vision, this open vision, because I'm always dreaming and having these prophetic dreams and visions and stuff. So I call her on the phone and I was like, I love this show. So we talking about it like we talking about soaps or whatever. And uh, she was like, yeah, it's a great storyline. And I said, I'm going to be on there one day because I had this open vision, right? And she was like, well, yeah, you can, you know, God can do the impossible if you have faith for it. And I said, no, I saw myself standing on the stage with Terrence and Taraji. Wow. And so two years later is when I got that call and I looked up and the next month I was on the set of Empire. And the first episode that I was in, I was in it with Exhibit because I was Exhibit's baby's mama on the show. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> which was crazy because I always wanted to meet Exhibit when he was going to my ride on Empire. I know, right? Well, that was just doing the most, honey. And um, and we're sitting out there and my mind is just blown that I'm on the set of this show. And so uh, that was not the scene with Terrence and Taraji in it. That's not what I saw. Hmm. Amazingly, the other baby mama that was on the porch with me, her brother-in-law um, is the armor bearer for the church where I started Christian hip hop in Jackson. Wow. Now that was a little crazy for me. Like, how do you do that? And so um, I knew I was in the right place at the right time with the right people. You know what I mean? And that it was a very divine moment in time in my life. And the wind was just blowing different that day. Mm-hmm. And um, then I got a call a couple months after that. And they were like, we need you back. You know, poor Shine got killed off of the show. And we had to go memorialize him. And so that's when we were on the stage. And Terrence and Taraji were right there. And I was standing right there with them. So oh my that was what I saw. Did you tell? Did they? Did they know that? Did you tell them that story? Um, no, I didn't get a chance to tell them that part of it. But I do um, believe that um, they knew who I was, hmm. and I know they knew who I, who I was, and they had did some research because when I got there on the set that day, um, the wardrobe stylist asked me about a particular clothing item that she had saw on a picture on my Instagram. And so, yeah, don't think just because people don't have a large following on social media that folks ain't coming to check. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't paid to play or nothing yet. And I'm not yeah. saying that I will, but, right. you know, numbers will go up after this album. Okay. I don't know, but it does not need power just because you have a lot of numbers and a lot of views and a lot of reactions because a lot of the stuff that I got done, I got done with no fan base, no following, no, you know, notoriety, no radio, barely no radio play and all of that. Um, But anyway, so they asked me about a particular clothing item and I was like, how do you know about that? You know, and she was like, girl, we've been all over your page. We know who you are. We've been all over your page. (laughs) And so here's the good thing. That means they knew I was a Christian rapper, you know, and a woman in ministry. And so they want to keep me modest, right? Me not knowing this because, so they put me in one outfit, take the picture and send it to the directors. The director sent it back and said, change the outfit, put it on something mm-hmm. else. They put me in another outfit, took a picture of it, sent it to them. They like, give her a tracksuit and some sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yep, give her a tracksuit and some sneakers. Cause I was concerned. I didn't know how things were gonna go. I'm playing mm-hmm. a baby mama. He got mm-hmm. two other baby mamas. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this going to be you know and am I going to be jeopardizing my character and my integrity how is this going to be good for my career or not you know because wow. I did not know going into it and not mm. saw a script anything yet mm-hmm. you know and yeah so I got there and I was covered all the way you know what I mean that's good I mean first of all I don't know if anybody's seen uh, this uh, cover of your new project but and she's covered but I mean you're beautiful so they could have pushed or tried to push anything on you at that time and a lot of artists uh, females they they fall for that and I, I really appreciate the fact you you didn't have to fight for that and I I think it's your consistency like how you were showing up I mean people know how to treat you by how you pretty much have been putting yourself out there 
you know, something we talk about on the show all the time. Um, How do you feel about this? Because we have seen a lot of people in the faith um, pretty much just be naked and us knowing how it can cause a person to stumble. You know, like even if you are, even if you got the most perfect body and you just feel good, I want to show everything off because God made me this way. I mean, I, I, we, we all know, you know, what the word does say, like how, how do you feel about artists or actresses or people who just feel like, oh, it's nothing. I should be able to look. I should be able to, you know, be out here looking like that. And people still respect me as a Christian or as a woman. God, you know, like, do you have any thoughts, um, you know, concerning? I, I think that there are some boundaries there and that um, that we have to display positive images. You know what I mean? And, and be a different example for young women and for all women. Because we need more positive representation, you know, and so if you're saying, I mean, what does a Christian look like? You know, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Like, what does yeah. a Christian really look like? Who said that Christians had to dress a certain way? Mm-hmm. Traditionalism says that we should be covered and you should be, you know, kept a certain way and mm-hmm. certain things shouldn't be shown, you know, um, because they can lead people to fall or stumble yeah. or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does who said that and who set that standard? And I'm always thinking of things on the in the unconventional way mm-hmm. and uh, being from you know such a, a non-progressive state in a traditional state. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mama and and other folks in my life taught me how to think outside of the box. And so I don't want to say that because people are dressed in a certain way that they're not you're not Christian and you're not saved. You know, yeah. but it tends to look that way, and I can see where it can cause someone else to. Mm-hmm or to, to fall and to be misled. And mm-hmm. so we have to be mindful of our power, of the power that we have. We have to be mindful of the influence that we have and the impact that we are making in someone else's life, especially when you're saying that, you know, um, you are doing something in the kingdom or on behalf of God because mm-hmm. God is pure. You mm-hmm. know, God does have some sort of an image or representation that um, in his word, you should be able to find and trace and not compromise if, if you're trying to follow in his way and lead people to the same direction. Yeah. And so I think we do have to be mindful of the things that we wear and the way in which we display ourselves and how we want to be treated and when, how, how we want to treat others and how we want others to treat us. And you have to think about that. But um, yeah, now I love fashion too, though. You know, oh, you've been killing fashion. I was like, who's the stylist? Uh, I didn't know if it was Jay Bolin. I was listen. I'm go, I'm like, who is it? I'm looking for who is, who is it? Because um, that's a huge part of of what I see when I land on there on all of your pages. And like, where? I mean, I know you, you said your mom had you dress and change clothes and stuff, but like, where do you really get that fashion uh, sense from? I still believe it comes from that, you know, that, that young influence, you know, um, I just have an eye now for some reason after the car accident, my artistic abilities increased uh, to some different level, the ability to write, the ability to have insight into, you know, various situations and areas and um, fashion just happens to be one of them. So a lot of things that you see on my page is styling that came from me, you know, but I do every now and then, depending on the situation, we'll pull upon other people and experts because I know they can get certain pieces that I might not necessarily have access to. Um, You said that you have, you're working on your team and you have a team now. Did you feel like you needed to create your brand first before you went ahead and got other people on board of for what you're doing because um that's that's something new for you said you said you had done so much just by yourself so what really prompted you to say hey i need my team now well to me my brand is still being developed i have an idea now of what it needs to be and how we are doing that and we are doing it right now it's still rolling things change all the time so you never know when you might need to switch up so i always want to be versatile and uh diverse in that area um but now you know i do have people who are helping to push some things in uh, with various resources. And I'm thankful for that. But yeah, um, it's crazy. <laughs> He's been good. That's all I can say. It was the title of the album. He's been good. You know, did you, yeah, did he give you that? Or did you choose that? Or was that an honor to God? My song It's the single. He's been good. And so I decided to make um, it that, you know, title track to make the name of the album that too, because it shows transition from where I started 
things that I've done that I've been through in uh, my testimony. You know, I get a chance to talk about that, and to me, that song um, opens up that conversation. Let's talk about it. We got to talk about your, your, you know, this single. He's been good. Um, but talk about, you know, you just being able to share, um, you know, everything, being so transparent in this song about everything God has done for you. So the music is out is, you know, 11 tracks and I'm, I'm sharing testimonies just about throughout the whole thing. You know what I mean? Uh, different type of production, different type of sound. And the Sonics are, are great. Production is great. Shout out to Tri Bishop. Uh, for producing about 80% of the album. And uh, yeah, so I get a chance to share Tiffany now. My previous music was kind of hard, you know, I was rapping hard about scripture and about word and all of that, and not so much about life experiences. And this time, though, I opened up and shared and showed some vulnerability. And uh, hopefully, you know, other people can relate because we're all human, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, the song is fire. I definitely, and the whole project I need to sit with. But um, no, I mean, and I was, I was like, oh, cause she's singing. I was like, she's singing. On, she's singing. What? So where did that come from? Cause I can carry a tune here and there, you know. But um, she's like, rapping is my thing. Rapping is my thing. Um, I got in the studio and I was like, you. They said you sound like a baby Rihanna. I was like, really? really? <laughs> well, come sit on the front. Get into this. Congratulations on everything. Listen, you were you were very encouraging. I mean, facts. I, I mean, I, I mean, he was a little quiet there, but I was like, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. She does so many things, and then she's good at like everything. And so it's um, it's it's an honor to have you on the show, and I'm happy to hear like the next places that God is taking you with your show and all the reach back that you're doing. And you're definitely a huge inspiration. And I appreciate all of the transparency and um. It's just it's just nice to know you, Tip. Now we friends for life. Thank so uh <laughs> friends for life now. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Listen, we appreciate you rocking with us today. Okay. Ah, that's funny. We appreciate you rocking with us today, Miss Tip. Can you tell the people how they can follow you on all your social media platforms as well as introduce your latest single? Okay, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at official Ms. Tiffany. That's M-I-Z-T-I-F-F-A-N-Y. Um, you can hit me up there. You know, I do respond back. I follow back. I do all of that great stuff because I know, you know, I know how it is out there. Um, but this is my new single entitled "He's Been Good." Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix, and the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Four Holy Culture Radio. Uh, let's get into it. It's time for our real talk conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we talking about today, Dice? Well, we're talking about tips to help you build your character focus. So let's jump right on in. Uh, obviously, at the top of the day is a thank you, Lord, and some prayer. So really just um, connecting with our Savior, connecting with our Lord, um, really sharing what's on our heart. And also just uh, tapping in and asking God to show us throughout the day where we should be. And um, you know what he what he has in store for us. So leaning in, that's that's how I kick it off. Uh, definitely with that prayer focus. What about you? Yeah, prayer is big for me. Let's be very clear. I'm I'm always talking about prayer because um, without prayer, I don't I don't think um, I can hear clearly from God. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for different ways. It's funny because I actually just picked up a, a new prayer devotional. It's a man's prayer devotional mm-hmm. on. Um, it's almost like, and it's funny, it's, it's it's on discipleship and understanding how to hear from God and being mm-hmm. able to be a disciple as a man. So, yes, prayer is probably at the top of my list, too, as well. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. of, too, as well. That helps build good mm-hmm. character. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Yeah. Look, you're right. Listen, let's go into this next one. Uh, your accountability, accountability regimen. Why you, why you, now, this, why you cussing yeah, at people? Yeah. Why you cussing yeah, at yeah, people? Yeah, this is, uh, I had to get on, I had to get on in. So I ain't going to, and I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it real short. No, 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 no. Go, go log on this one. Go log no, no, on this no. one. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I know we on the time. I'm timing myself over here today. Your accountability regimen. What do you do every day to make sure you show up 
as the best version of you? What have you put in place? You know, who knows what you're supposed to be doing today? Who is it picking up the phone or texting you saying, hey, did you send that email? Hey, did you make that call? Like, and I mean, some some of us just need a list or some notes or a little whiteboard. That's fine. But some of us need to start setting reminders in our cell phones to actually do uh, the things that we should be doing. You know, whether that's eating well, going to the gym, you know, stretching, you know, like getting our mind prepared for the meeting that we have coming up. Um, praying for somebody else that we said we would pray for. Cause then y'all be out here doing the most. I'm gonna pray for you. Y'all know y'all go home, forget all about praying for that person. <laughs> so it's like, what, what have you put in place? What do you, what, what do you think folks? That's number two. And I know uh, we got to keep rolling. But what you think? Let's be very clear. Um, with so much temptation out here in the world and it being so easy to uh, free willingly, um, just be caught up in sin. If you don't have no accountability, you'll never change. Let's be very clear. You won't stop your sinful uh, nature. Uh, no, that's that's real. I, I'm big on this, and I'm telling you because it used to be me. I'm not perfect, absolutely. I still fall short in some areas. I'm getting better at, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you, before I got accountability circle, I did whatever mm-hmm. I wanted to do. No, I didn't have to answer to nobody. I ain't have to worry about nobody' opinions on how they felt about me doing what I was doing. I didn't care. There right. was no conviction without accountability. Mm-hmm. Ain't no conviction. You don't feel mm-hmm. bad for sinning. You just mm-hmm. sin. You just sin. <laughs> yeah, what what are we talking about? We just That's sin. Good. So no, no this is this is big in my life. Without this, y'all y'all be seeing focus on the news talking about he tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know that's right. So, yeah, make sure you got your accountability regimen or your accountability circle in place. Now, next is this experience you're having in life is your unique experience. And one of the things a lot of people get caught on is comparison. You know, the Bible specific, Bible specific about the spirit of comparison. Like this is not about you looking at somebody's Instagram house or Instagram cars or their vacation. It's like your experience is your unique experience. And you embrace that experience. If you were raised and you're like, oh, my mom was an addict. My dad was locked up. You know, I didn't have anybody. I had to, you know, wear the same shirt my sister wore. Okay. That's tough. And I I hate that for you. But guess what? That is a unique experience that you get to share with uh, high schoolers or youth or your children and say, you know, but God brought us through. I didn't have a lot. But what we had, my parents worked with, you know, my husband, I thank God for him because when we first got married, like I share the story, we slept on the floor at my mom's house. And I mean, the floor, not a mattress, not even a blow up mattress because we had to start over, you know, and I mean, just making those meals to feed six people. I mean, you're going to stretch that rice out. We stretching out the rice. We making the cornbread. I'm adding boiled eggs like we stretching that meal. And sometimes you have to do these things. So it is what it is. Your experience is unique. That's number that's number uh, one, two, three, four. What do you think? Or no, sorry, it's number three. What do you think? Focus. Listen, I just appreciate you sharing your unique experience with the people. Come on now. Uh, did y'all hear what she say? Stretching <laughs> out the rice with the cone bread and come on, rice with the cone how many, bread. How many? How many? Humble, how many humble couples huh? would go back and stay with their parents? Let's it be very clear. I told my husband. I said the only way I ever go home is in a casket. And I used to tell him that every single time. And then he lost his job for ten months when we got married, and the Lord was like. Here's your casket. <laughs> now take your behind on back to the house and start over and humble yourself. Okay. Walk around being all prideful when your mom got a space for you and your whole family. Who parents got three level home? You know, at the time she had enough space, plenty of space for all of us. And so, yeah, but let me, uh, I don't want to get stuck on me. Let's, let's keep going back. That was just me saying your, your, your experience is yours. It's unique. Appreciate it. Embrace it. Number four is, um, well, let's, I'll wrap that up into that because it is what it is. Like, let's talk about it is what it is. Whatever you have to do in life, that's just what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to agree to the situation in front of you and say, okay. Like, basically, and I, I made this um, one of our talk, not talks, but I did like this little speech thing. Like, you have to um, embrace what it is. Like, you have to make peace with it. Like, okay, this is tough. But I got to make peace with this. Like, this is what I've been given, you know? So that's just a spin off of your experience. But let's roll into number five. Stand up for what's right. Uh-oh. This is hard for people because, Uh-oh. you know, you don't want to care very much. You see stuff that's wrong and you see people wrong, going down the wrong path. And it's easier for you to ignore them. I don't want to offend anybody. Let me ignore it. I don't want to correct anybody. I ain't got time. I'm on my way to work. Ooh. 
I just don't feel like being in a messed up mood. I don't feel like talking to them. But guess what? Stand up for what's right. If you see something's wrong or a person is going down that wrong path, this helps to build your character. Mm-hmm. It's going to help to build their character when you speak and intercede. But it's going to help to build your character. And you need to continue to stand up for what is right. Mm-hmm. Just because just because things are out there wrong don't mean you don't say nothing. Oh, well, you know, people just got to be people. No. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. Um, this is a hard one. Um, but when we were in Seattle <laughs> and our daughter, she was 12. And I shared this story before. Um, she got really upset because a man came in the bathroom after her. And it was a, but it, he was uh, um, transitioning, but she fully well knew that it was a guy. And it was a, it was a tough conversation that I had to have with this person, but I had to tell them that, guess what? When you see a 12 year old in the bathroom and they don't yet understand what you really got going on, I'm gonna need you to wait. I'm gonna need you to wait. Now, mind you, I don't care what the signs say on the outside of this door, men and women, that this is a trans whatever bathroom. But you can at least have the common decency to know when you got a little girl in the bathroom, she might be afraid of a big 6'4 guy coming in here. Okay? So, enough said. Right is Wait. right. Wait. Yeah, no, we, we can't stay stuck on it. I'm just saying, like, as a mother, when you're protecting your children, regardless of what the world is doing, uh, when it's your kid, it's your kid. Okay? And you, sometimes you got to let people know. Hey, you need to be aware. They say it's called reading the room. Read the room. You may be in your you may be in your right, well within your right. But guess what? You're gonna respect the fact that I want to know my child is protected without me, and they can just go to the bathroom while we at the mall. So please, just hold on a second and wait till she come out the bathroom. Okay. You so, know what? You had you handled that very well, Dice. Because I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have handled it as well as you. Well, it's um, right. They, they were well within their right to use the bathroom. But I'm just saying, like. It's okay. We can be well within our rights, but I'm well within my right as a parent to say uh, my child feels a little f- fear. And one thing we're not going to do right now is to uh, let you walk in your full fledged, whatever this legal right may be. You're going to respect the fact that it's a little baby in the bathroom right now. Okay. No, I so <clears throat> that's what we're going to do. We're going to put some respect on it. Okay. And all right. So one, two, three, four, five. I don't want to get stuck on that one. Next six ask for help Uh oh. number one reason why some of us won't grow is because we're too busy trying to tell help how to help us and I thank God for uh, Pastor Benny Foster he told me this a long time ago he said you can't tell help how to help you <laughs> it's like help is help like, and if I want to help you I'm going to help you the way I want to help you you know we learned this uh, we have four kids focused and as you know like they'll ask for money every 20 seconds if you allow it but it got to the point where it's like what do you need i need gas okay let me get you a gas card hey mom i need some groceries okay let me get you a a car from walmart hey i need this uh i want to go to the mall hey let me get you a car for uh ambercrombie and uh gap because you like okay if you tell me what you need is this that's how i'm gonna help you let me help you that way because if I sit here and give you $500, I'm pretty sure you're going to spend it on DoorDash and a new gold chain. Because you, you don't know how to, you don't know how to do right. Mm-hmm. But um, ask for help. Don't, you know, the Bible says close mouth, don't get fed. You got to ask, seek, knock. Like be open to the type of help that somebody wants to give you. Because you might roll up on them for help. But they might know that you need help a different way. You might ask them for $200 and they might give you a lesson on how to balance your finances. Trust me, you learning how to balance your finances will be the better lesson than if they just gave you two hundred dollars that she was gonna eat up. So, ask uh, ask for help. Go ahead. No, that's good. I'm I'm glad you 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 brought that up because everything you said was solid. Only thing I would like to add to it, uh, make sure once again we're going back to that first one, prayer. Mm-hmm. Ask our your Lord and Savior for the help because to your point no no yeah, seriously yeah. your help yeah. comes from the lord too as well and i think yeah. people downplay that sometimes mm-hmm. um god will reveal similar to what you just said dice mm-hmm. he might re- reveal to you in your prayer time you're mm-hmm. not managing your finances properly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you continue to ask your parents or you continue to ask yeah. such and such for this yeah. when i've already given it to you mm-hmm. but you're not managing it properly so this is why you are in the situation mm-hmm. you're in same so situation. absolutely 25 yeah. years same situation yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that one. All right. Seven, try and get better. You ever meet some people who they just, they don't want to learn nothing new. It's like, you got to try to get better. 
try to get better. Go find different things that inspire you. Put yourself in other environments that are inspirational. Put yourself around people that are inspirational. And if that means letting go of folk in your circle, let them go. Let them go. That's a message for somebody. Let them go. If every time you meet up with these people, they're not doing nothing new. They didn't go nowhere new. They didn't learn anything new. They're not trying nothing new. Trust me, let them go. You keep trying to get better, making yourself better. And regardless, people think, oh, you think you better? Not that I think I'm better. I'm just trying to get better. Trying to get better than I was yesterday. Learn some more words. You know what I'm saying? Spend some more time with God. Ask God to show you. Show you something new. You know, so you got to take the steps to try and get better. You know, you can't just stay the same and then I'm in the funk and this sucks and life is this. Okay, well, what do you, what have you tried today to try to change your day? What have you done? Go make somebody else's day better. Go serve. Go on down to the nursing home and volunteer at the food shelter. Go do yes. something different to help yourself. Get better, get better. All right, rolling into eight. Ask people what your weakness is. Uh-oh. Yeah, you you I'm really like, want to go down it. this one? You really want to go down this one? Huh? Oh, we y'all gonna eat today? Y'all gonna get Ooh. this work? Ooh. Listen, <laughs> I double dog dare you. Ask your closest friend, your wife, your husband, your children. What is my weakness? How can I grow? What area can I get better in? And then don't respond. You sit there, take notes, take notes. Yeah, because here's the thing. People been waiting to tell you how you are. I <laughs> I can call 10 people right now and I'll be like, where am I weak? They'd be like, girl, you don't stay on your diet. I'll be like, I know. <laughs> I'll be trying to stay on it. You know, it's tough. It's tough. <clears throat> so it's like, ask people where your weakness is because they know you better than anybody else. The people to spend time with you, you know, and then be, be like, listen, I'm not here. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to hold it against you, but I need you to be honest with me. What areas can I get better? You know, I was talking to my husband the other day and uh, I was asking him, like, what do I bring to the table? And he had this beautiful uh, soliloquy at first and this monologue. And then he went into, well, if you change this, you could be like that. And if you change this, and I was like, oh, God, it's so hard to sit here and hear this. <laughs> but it was like, you just asked him a question and he gave you the answer. He gave you the answer. He gave me more than I wanted to hear, though. But I had to take it all. I was like, okay, all of it was good. But the end part is the challenge, you know? Like, the, the end part is like, Jesus. And he ain't got no reason to lie to me because he ain't got nothing to lose. He ended, we in this for life. So he's just like, okay. <laughs> Ooh, I've been waiting to tell you, girl. And I'm like, Lord. So, but don't be afraid. Go ahead and ask people, hey, where am I weak? And then dig deep and go ahead and process that and just ask God back to prayer to give you the strength to work on those things. Because people that love you, they tell you the truth. People that love you, they do what? They tell you the truth. Hey, that's real, Dice. Uh, mm -hmm. The people that love you will tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I'm not boasting, but this is one area that I do not struggle in. Because I would, no, no, Dice, no. I would tell you in a minute. I that's not I my ministry. I don't know that. Right. Can you please help me? Because I, right. I, listen, I, I am, I have never been this grand person yeah. that thinks I know everything. No, no, uh, I do not know everything. No, no. No, I, no. Listen, I want help. I tell people all the time, please come help me. <laughs> I'm trying to juggle 10 things at once. I don't want to juggle the 10 things. I just know they got to get done. So if, if I ain't got nobody to help me, I'm going to do it. Mm. But but to your point, no, I've never struggled in that area. And I mm. thank God for that. Uh, everything that I've been weak in, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do have a circle that tells me these things. But a lot of times, mm. I would argue seven out of 10 times, I'm, I'm going to say, no, no, see, I'm going to say, listen, I'm struggling in this. This is not really my ministry. Anybody who's been around me a long time, I'll tell them in a minute. This is not really my gift, my ministry. I'm mm -hmm. doing it because it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm, I'm always looking to get better mm -hmm. um, in, in, in all areas of my life. So, yeah, you know, sometimes it's a hard conversation mm -hmm. with your spouse, with, with, with my wife, because, you know, I, it, it just is what it is. But yeah. to your point, like you said, when you sit down and mm -hmm. you hear what your spouse has to say, mm -hmm. you got to receive it because yeah. our spouses always have our best yeah. interests. They're not your enemy. They're here. No. It's team. Yeah, it's y'all on the same team. Yeah. All right. So let's get to number nine. Forgive yourself and forgive others. Yeah. And and listen, this is, avoids all the toxicity, all those things that are in there. You know, when you're trying to help, you know, when you're trying to build your character, 
Um, and good character is always apologizing. Hey, I'm sorry, but you know, hey, and sometimes it's like just letting people know, like I forgave you, even if they didn't ask for forgiveness. I've had I've had people make a mistake, and I'll be like, I forgive you, you know, like you know, and I just roll off and laugh because in my mind I'm thinking. You should have asked me for forgiveness, but I went ahead and forgave you because I knew you didn't mean nothing by what you did. It was an accident, you know, and I'm not offended. I just want you to know, like, I didn't even think about it. You know, it was like water rolling off a duck's back. Like, I trust me, forgive you. And then you got to forgive yourself. Like, growing up, you make a lot of mistakes because you're learning. So you're going to make mistakes. You should want to make mistakes. That's what you do. Like as a young person, but sometimes those mistakes can kind of stick with you. And so you got to make sure you uh, give it to God and also forgive yourself for, for being ignorant. A lot of us make choices and decisions. We're just ignorant in making those choices. And if you, if you would have known better, you would have done better, but you just didn't know. You just didn't know. And sometimes our parents didn't know. So it's like, you know, sometimes you got to forgive them, you know, even if they're here or not, you got to just be like, they just didn't know. They gave me what they had. And now I get to give my kids what, what I got. And, they, and they'll give their children what they got. <clears throat> but yeah, you got to forgive yourself. You ain't going to know everything. That's what I'm trying to say. You're not going to know it all. But good character is when you stand up and you say, I don't know everything. <laughs> I can look for the answer and I'll get back with you. Listen, we're going to point right back to Jesus. It's funny how uh, we, you know, some of us may struggle, myself included, in this area, but God has forgiven us for everything we've mm -hmm. ever done. Let's be mm -hmm. very clear. Mm -hmm. So how is it that our Heavenly Father can forgive us, but we can't forgive ourselves or mm -hmm. forgive others? That's mm -hmm. very key. And it still goes back to what I always preach, Dice, mm -hmm. uh, showing God's love. When mm -hmm. in the midst of you uh, having that conversation with who you were talking to mm -hmm. and just saying, you know, listen, I forgot about that. I've been forgave you for that. That's forgot showing God's it. love right there. Oh, yeah. And that's showing the example of how God loves us because that's how God be about us. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I knew you was going to do that even mm -hmm. before you did it. But I forgave you. Yep, yep, yep. You, you still had to repent, but I forgave you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. that's good stuff. Well, listen, this is an easy one. Number 10 is just never give up. Never no. give up. That's like, not easy, Dice. That's not no, easy, never Dice. Give up. It's easy to never give up. You just have to say, it's very easy, Focus. You say like this, I'm going to get you tomorrow. You remember how if you got in trouble when you was little? I don't know if you, but my parents would torture me sometimes. Like, I, I wouldn't get my whooping right then, but they would promise me. They was going to deal with me. <laughs> oh, really? How, oh, it was like, uh-huh, later on, me and you. Like, they would say stuff like that later on. And you'd be like, no, let's just go on and get this over with. And you'd be waiting. So I'm, all I'm saying, flip that thing and be like, your troubles and your stress or whatever kind of came against you in that day, just be like, uh-huh, tomorrow, it's me and you. It's me and you. Like, you're not going to win. The devil don't win. Like, no, I, might need don't. To I might need to take a little break. Might need to go get my little sippy cup, my juice box, my high C. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of, a little bit of Gatorade. But guess what? Tomorrow's a new day, Lord willing. I wake up and the creeps don't rise. And we're going to be right back at you, right on the devil's head. Like, I'm I'm here with my sword, like, about to cut your face up. Like, so so you just got to, sometimes you got to just sit it down, put it on your little nightstand, be like, I'm going to attack you tomorrow in Jesus' name. But tonight I'm going to bed. Going to bed now. <laughs> You know, that's good. And, and I think you have to you have to get to that level because sometimes it is easy to quit, especially if you're dealing with something that's frustrating you or it's a situation that, you know, you, listen, for whatever reason, you know, mm -hmm. you, you have to stay consistent. And, and, and oh, my goodness. You, you know, so let's be very clear. Guys. You know how many times I want to give up on this show? I'm, I'm going to get free today. Uh, and, and I know people might not see it from this perspective, but I, I, I always envisioned this show uh, even before we got here being syndicated worldwide mm -hmm. and, and being on a big platform but there were years earlier on with all the work i had to do you're talking about editing all the shows mm -hmm. doing all the video content uh mm -hmm. reaching out to everybody doing everything that goes into this it was frustrating dice mm -hmm. i ain't gonna lie to you some days i wanted to give up and, and i know god had called me to this i know god had called me to this and i know he wanted me to push this forward and mm -hmm. i know he was using me in this area because this is not even really my gift anybody who knows me listen i, I don't even really like to talk like this like this this is not my thing mm. once again mm. i told you i'm a dj I, yeah mm. i can hype you up for about mm. 10 seconds and then go back to playing the music that's the beautiful thing about being a dj you ain't got to be on the mic for hours and hours and saying this and this so god has used me in in, in a beautiful way and pushed me let's be very clear he pushed me to another level with this show but i i, I would promise you he would strike me down right now if I wouldn't tell you the truth. If there has been days that I wanted to give up, but to your point, 
I understood my mission. I understood the calling and I continue to let God be God. And I trust him, not my own self. Cause if I would have done it in my flesh, yeah, I would have been, this thing would have been over with two years ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it'd have been done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. Never you do have to have that give. mindset. Never no. give up. You have to stay consistent. You have to fight through it, uh, through the valleys, even when it's, you're not up. Cause there were plenty of times we wasn't up dice. We wasn't up at all. <laughs> It's all good right now. I mean, it's all the way up. So it's all the way up right now. But to your point, right. it, it, just never give up. Never give up. Yeah, just never give up. Going. Never keep on going. Up. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Uh, we got to go to uh music break. We're coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. We've come to the end of another hot show. And uh, how good was that spiritual detox with Miss Tiff, uh, Dice? Oh, no, that was fire. First of all, she's dope. I mean, as a person, she's beautiful too, by the way. But uh, no, she's fantastic, man. So I really enjoyed all the little tips she gave. We need to have her on here for a real talk segment. Okay. <laughs> Dude, these people dropping gold. Like, I need to go hear her on the Cash App because uh, I know y'all got some good stuff out of that. So, but she's she's awesome um, entrepreneur, awesome writer, singer, like everything. I mean, everything she's just dope. Well, round, well, well rounded sister in the body of Christ. So, I, I get excited when we have ladies like her on the show. Just good examples of, um, of what it could be. Just even in acting and sharing the story about how people went to her uh, page to see how she was. And so they knew that they could only you know give her so much to put on and i love i love that she was respected in that way you know like how you show up is how people treat you i had one of my friends tell me that uh, divine evans a long time ago he's like how you put yourself out there is how people treat you and so she's a she's a true example of that and uh, i'm we just, we just thank god for her and definitely are encouraging her and her walk and everything that she has coming her way this year so absolutely and, and you went off again on that real talk conversation and i'm just saying them tips why not? Listen, those ten tips. Listen, we're we're out here trying to make ourselves better. The goal is to what? Build the build the kingdom. So if that's the goal, we have to continue to share the things that God gave us that put us in these positions. Like, hey, work on your character. Get your prayer life together. Get an accountability circle there. Ask for help. You know, do the right thing. You know, so it's like never give up. Like the things that we know to do, we need to constantly be encouraging others to do to help make them better. So somebody took the time to tell us one day to go brush your teeth, put on deodorant, you know, it's like tell somebody else, you know, tell them what they need. Don't be afraid. Like a lot of people, you know, they want your help. They just don't know how to ask. Just don't know how to ask for it. So, no, that's real. That's real. Uh, Listen, uh, if you haven't checked out Miss Tiffany's music, please go follow her on all social Mm -hmm. media platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, She got a new single out right now that's uh, doing crazy numbers. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, definitely go check her out. And uh, you know what we do uh, tomorrow is the winning 10. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to tap in. And uh, it's the special one tomorrow, Dice, because what? Oh, oh, women. Oh, women. Oh, ladies. Oh, ladies. It's a takeover. It's a takeover. Uh Uh-huh. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. The ladies are going in, okay? And they are fired too. They dope. So I'm just, I'm excited for this one. And you already know, like, I'm just like a, like a proud auntie. <laughs> I feel like, man, these ladies, um, they're very, very encouraging. So, you know, I'm just happy to see something that I, I get to be a part of continuing to grow and that, uh, you know, we got some young, young ladies in this too. Loving on the Lord out here slaying these demons. I love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Listen, go out and be great today, kings and queens. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be your goal. The Mm -hmm. fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.